Folks, welcome to another edition of Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, Not a Threat. Just a fact. And a subliminal suggestion. This is a bon... Yeah, that too. This is a bonus episode. We First of its kind, where we bring someone else on for the show and have them talk about something specific. I'm Sarah, a.k.a. Lulu, a.k.a. The Lady and the Tiger. I am Evan, a.k.a. Scramble Dogs Vorbis. I'm Sam, a.k.a. Washington Senator Patty Furry. And joining us this week is host of one of my favorite podcasts, the podcast Barking Points Memo, one of the hosts, Axel. Hello, I am Axel, also known as... Oh, no, it's that guy. Please don't say hi. Oh, hi! Hi. Welcome welcome to the show, Axel. Hi. Hello. I finally made it. Well, thanks for joining us. That's going to wrap it up for Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. We'll see you, we'll see you guys in a couple of days. Memento Pokemori. <laughs> So we brought Axel on because there's been a lot of wild shit happening in the, the in like furry stuff for, in, over the last couple of weeks, and um, I'm the only furry on this podcast, so I needed to reach out to someone else who knows more than me about this stuff, and also that I can talk about with this because holy shit, there has been some things happening in on this sh- in the, in these last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe to start with, uh, should we pay, kind of explain what furry kind of is or? what it isn't or anything like oh, that for our, for our one listener who's not a furry yeah <laughs> for the one that isn't um instead of giving like a, a wikipedia style answer i kind of want to do a little bit of a perhaps a philosophical dive and one of the things that i think furry is really interesting in illustrating is the idea that um how much of our identities do we really have our own control over i wasn't ready for this yeah <laughs> Shit, me neither. <laughs> huh. All so, of it? When, well, you not not always. What about the cir- other circumstances of your birth, of your life? You don't have control over those. Things like your physical body. We have very limited control over that. However, there are parts of our identity that exist outside of both our physical form and sometimes our own control, such as social security numbers, banks, and that information that get leaked. That's part of your identity that you don't have full control over. However, we have other parts that we use to kind of define ourselves. And what's interesting about that is the online space has given us a a location for that, a place to put our identity that is not uh, held down by the constraints of the physical and the material world. And when people have decided to give that shape, maybe that a shape does not have to be human. Maybe the human shape is not ideal to people or having some kind of other frame of reference or some other filter through which to present ourselves is going to be more optimal. It's not that much different than what we all do as kind of uh, online social network gardeners. We present ourselves, we pick the different pieces of our lives that we want to present to other people. It's all some kind of persona. It's just that furries, I think, have uh, embraced the potential of the internet as a way of being able to kind of free yourself or choose a different physical representation to give out. So what you're saying is that furries do online better. Yes, I think they have, or there may be a more evolved form of that. Um, I guess maybe to be less, yeah, I guess to be less philosophical, it's not that much different than the original character culture that a lot of people in DeviantArt have had. It's just that furries except, except except for most of us have like tails and pointy ears. Yeah. 
I mean, other than those details, there hasn't been like, there's not a big fundamental, I think, difference between them. Uh, and then there's also the fact that maybe furries are just people like me who grew up and a bunch of TV networks all decided that, you know what kids need is cartoon animals that are aggressively sexual. Biker mice from Mars. Yeah, that's Ninja Turtles, about, uh... Road Rover. I mean, like, you know, if you're a child and you're watching a whole bunch of that media and your brain just happens to, I don't know, secrete the wrong... Uh, chemical right when you're watching that and your sexuality develops, then whoops, you're a furry now. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah, um, wait, wait, wait. Did you just shit. describe the Ninja Turtles as aggressively sexual? Have you seen them? They're, they're stacked. <laughs> Listen, Michelangelo, Michelangelo fucks like a champion. This is a fact we all need to accept. Like they're like the least anthropomorphized characters. They all have extremely defined musculature. It is creepy. They have, they have... They are fucking ripped and shredded. I don't. I don't know why you're acting like they're not. Yeah, <laughs> that's just their shell. Well, then look at street sharks. <laughs> you want that? It's even more. I don't, okay, I can see it with true. street sharks. I've never seen street sharks. Look, look up cowboys of Moo Mesa and do is not tell me not it is like because I've never seen street sharks. Sorry, cowboys of Moo Mesa. Yes, it's actually really good. I've never heard of this one. Oh, okay. Look that up and tell me that is not uh, propaganda. I've heard of Brave Star. I, I'm no, not I, kidding. I totally heard Look of Cowboys it, of Moon Mesa, and yeah, oh, I can Christ, see that. Yeah. yeah. Now, Axel, I have a question that I want to posit you that I, I've been trying to figure out a little bit for myself. There are these, like, classic furry gateways for a lot of people. The ones that I, the ones that always come to mind immediately when I bring this up are, like, the Space female Jam. ones. I'm talking, I'm talking like, um, Minerva Mink, Chitara, Gadget Hackwrench, Renamon, Crystal. Who is the, who do you think is the, the female furry gateway of the modern era? Uh, asking for a female one is kind of difficult for me to say because I, I don't really have an eye out for that. So it's 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 a that's little bit fair. difficult. That's, However, that's fair actually and I just re I realized that halfway through my question because the que the thing that I have been positing is that I genuinely think Nicole Watterson from Gumball is going to be that in like 15 years. <laughs> um, because like I I'm not looking for it, but like I do see Nicole Watterson's ass like on for affinity a Kate like n more more I think often that might I'd be like. your fault. I, I I think Yes, I, I think you are like pre-selecting. You're you're a self-selecting audience here, and also perhaps a bit Freudian, um, <laughs> considering Oof. that what you're saying is that the children who are watching the show will definitely want to fuck the mother character and not associate with the characters that are supposed to be their own age and not related to them. Well, that's what's great about her is she's the size of I an mean, average human mother. Uh <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, Ren like very much Renamon was not, like, the same age as the other. Renamon was very much the other in that show. Yes, but that also wasn't a... Either way, there... <laughs> There, there, wow, there's some interesting. I, I, I don't feel like it? I don't feel like uh, peeling away the skin entirely on this. Not in the show. Um, yeah, I was I was unprepared of... for this conversation when it was about like furry politics. I'm extremely unprepared for this when it's about Cartoon Network shows that are airing right now. Yeah, so I would say here's the other thing too is uh, I don't think there is ever going to be a single uh, unified character that's going to bring people in. Um, modern day culture is so atomized and so fragmented now that. I, I don't think there ever is going to be one. Like, for me, I think a lot of it was playing a lot of Japanese JRPGs, and you have tons of those animal-human hybrid characters, and so you, oh, yeah, you have true. a lot of stuff. Like, the Breath of Fire series is, like, pure furry bait. I mean, it has some great designs, and but holy crap, yeah, it, it very much is. Like, shit, even Pokemon. Well, I don't think Pokemon is direct... Uh, 
Yeah, no. I mean, no. I'll I, say I, it. I I'll wouldn't. say it. As a as a person who doesn't enjoy Pokemon, there's way too many Pokemon that I see pictures of and go, "What the fuck is this shit? That should not be legal." <laughs> Why are they well, showing yes, this to uh, our children? I'm not denying that I think some of the recent designers of Pokemon are very horny on main, but yeah, Lopunny should go to prison. <laughs> Perhaps. Lopunny has ripped tights. <laughs> it's not okay. What's the one? What's the one from the uh, the recent generation that's like the the flower with like the thigh highs? Oh God! I oh, are you talking about the it's it's the it's the plant one that has like the stomping like a high heels yeah. thing, right? Well, I thought you were yeah. going to talk about the weird oh, and uh, they're salazzle too. Jesus Sal- yeah, salazzle, salazzle, or uh, what's it? Is it um, not rock rough? What does rock rough evolve into? Lichen rock. Mm-hmm. Wait, its name is yes. just Lycanroc? Sarina. Sarina is the is the plant Pokemon. Thank you, Matt, of the show. Now, is it, right. it Lycanroc as in a rock covered in moss, or is it Lycanroc as in like a, as in a like rock throat. that is also a wolf? Also, yeah. <laughs> I said lichen moss. I meant to say mold. I'm sorry. <laughs> also, or is it just really lichen that rock? Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Lichens right. are not a type of rock. They are a type of uh, fungus and algae that have kind of formed a, a relationship with each other. No, I meant yeah, like lichen. I, as I in realized it's, it's that lichen. after I said moss, and then it's, I felt like a big I meant idiot. like it's liking the rock, <laughs> like 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 to like the rock, you know. We, great joke. All right, yeah, I like that, Evan. Thank you. I'm, um, thanks for the. I, is, need, this, I needed that this, approval anyway. desperately. <laughs> this so, is normally a question. This is this is normally a question that's reserved for a different podcast. But I'm just kind of curious. Actually, before we get into things, what exactly is your persona? Hmm. Well, I've decided that he's a lichen whatever because on one hand, I got the depression and the listlessness of a cat, but sometimes I also have the neediness and neuroticism of a dog, so I switch between the two. So he's a lichen whatever. So cat dog. Yes, but I fucking hate cat dog, so I I refuse. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do I have to defend I watched cat dog dog all the fucking time as a kid, and I also hated cat dog. There, there is a running joke in our server where when new people join, uh, as long as someone reminds me to, I will give them a government-assigned fursona. Because we're the government. And this does, this does also extend to the hosts, and I have a document here of all the host personas. And I'm not going to go down the entire list, uh, but I am going to share the personas of those who are here. So mine is a tiger, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Sam has deleted him from this list, but I do remember that it was a rat. I actually deleted it from the list, so it's not. <laughs> he and wants Evan, to decide his Evan, own, and we should really encourage that, because deciding on your fursona is an extremely spiritual... <laughs> I can't keep it up. It's not. It's nothing. If you are, People really if love, you like, a- coming into the fandom and trying to, like, ascribe it. Like, they, they pretend like they're one of those uh, English... Uh, 19th century explorers they got the hat and they go "Ooh, what is this it's like it's a convention and what do you do there like i don't know party like what what else do you fucking do at a convention <laughs> it's like it's treating these these very normal things as if they're like they're really unique and it's like well just like coming up with a character like kids do it all the fucking time it's not it's not a big deal it's easy there's that's the nice thing about yeah. the fandom is there's very low barrier to entry you don't even have to draw well you could just sketch on like some crappy paper Take a photo of it, and you're done. You're in. <laughs> that's all yeah, it seen, is. I have seen plenty of that. And I think that's an okay thing about it. And you don't need to have any justification either. Like, I was just like, when I was a kid and I read Animorphs and Jake would turn into a tiger, I'd be like, wow, tigers are cool. And then i grow up and I'm like, wait, I can make a persona. I'm going to make a tiger. And then I did it. And then and they just, trapped just one finish. of their fellow classmates <clears throat> in the rat body of a rat on an island, and his psychic screams are still heard to this day. Just... 
Animorphs. Just to finish this off, because you did kind of interrupt it. Uh, Evans for Sona is Jack Basobiak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I kept on calling him Jack Prilosek. Is that how you're supposed to say his name? (laughs) You can say it however you want. Uh, Actually, I do. One of my other podcasts is a one is a uh, animals rereading podcast, Mm -hmm. and we are getting close to the David books, and I'm so fucking excited. See, I I never actually read the Animorphs books. Uh, They just weren't a thing I was into for some reason. Hey, surprise. but I know enough about them from the outside to know these horrifying details. It, I did read them, but I don't know who David is. Like I read all of them. Oh, he's the he's the evil he's the evil uh, seventh animorph who they gave the power to morph, and then he is evil. And they they decide they can't kill him, so they just trap him as a rat and leave him on an island. Jesus, I have so no memory those of that. Books were like Which extremely disturbing. Which he is forced disturbing. to become a real rat and start fucking other rats, I guess. Huh. They lose their mind, right? Like, they, Don't they just become the animal at one point? That's right, oh, and the first thing they do in the Animorphs they... book is they start fucking. <laughs> well, 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 what else do rats turned do? Into a, like, like it's stuck as a hawk. Tobias, I think, he doesn't like immediately... Yeah, Tobias is not... I, I mean, I mean, I feel like the, the Tobias has like a human connection. Like In the third book, Tobias does very much almost go off the deep end and just live entirely as a hawk. But then he decides not to, and also almost commits bird suicide, which is stopped by someone throwing a baseball through the plate glass window he's about to dive into. Yeah. Also, that kind is of just like fucking hilarious. I don't, it's not spoiling. <laughs> it's not spoiling it if I complain about how dark the ending of those books are. Is it? Don't say a damn thing. I know they someone all die. dies. I don't know who. All of them. Okay, never mind. Sorry, I Th- thought you'd read them before. <laughs> I, I've read some of them, and I do know that someone dies at the end. I don't know who it is. Uh, well, John to be fair, and end. this is Get an it, evergreen like statement, uh, everyone is going to die, eventually. Just like Thank Henry Kissinger. That's, yes. that's really the moral of this entire podcast we've been doing. So yes. let's get a little bit into uh, let's get a little bit into some of the stuff that we brought Please. you on here to talk about because there has been some wild wild shit happening recently and I don't really know I, I had four topics laid out and if you have more you're welcome to suggest them so I kind of want to just give you your pick of the litter of which we start with get it pick of the so sorry. like. <laughs> So the ones that we had were um, Bucktown Tigers run on Jeopardy. Not necessarily politics, but I want to bring it up because I fucking love it. Um, the recent fur affinity changes to the terms of service and the aftermath of that. The uh, To the Ranting Griffins recent clawing at popularity, like he has been for the last 10 years. And that uh, Arizona representative, whose name I keep forgetting, who went on Twitter and said, what is fursona? Jor Arpaio. Um, can- <laughs> In a wig. <laughs> Yeah, he put on a wig, is running for office, and then asked what a fursona was. Josephine Arpaio. Can I request is a punk, that we start it? by talking about the fur affinity terms of service? Because I am very intrigued by that as someone who has no idea what the story is here. So, uh, fur affinity, for those, who, for those who don't know, just a brief background on fur affinity. For it's our like one probably, listener who's not a furry. Yes, for our one listener who's not a furry. Fur affinity is like it's the... It's deviantart for furries. Biggest, exactly. Deviantart for furries. But isn't deviantart um, deviant for furries? You're, you're going to hear the name Dragoneer a lot. He's now, the person who. Cor- correct made... me if I'm wrong. I, I was under the impression that, unlike DeviantArt, Fur Affinity is not necessarily, but a lot more porn friendly. Is that wrong? Oh, extremely. Extre- no, you are extremely correct. There is. I've got to be careful how much I'm tipping my own hat here because I very <laughs> much am. 
But uh, no, DeviantArt Terms of Service only only allows nudity and like uh, vor. Oh uh, fuck! I'm trying to remember what only the when exact it's vor related. Yeah, it's only when it's vor related. But um, there's something about it like only being like photographically nude or something like that. I don't actually DeviantArt know, honestly anyways. has plenty of porn on it. It's just not enforced. I think very evenly. Uh, and yeah. for affinity, as far I I have not used for affinity for. Probably more than six years. I have not touched it, so I don't know what has changed about it. But as far as I'm aware of, they have ways to keep everyday people from seeing everything, meaning you have to register accounts to even see a lot of the uh, tagged material that is considered, like, uh, uh, inappropriate. And one of the funny things is... uh, one of the funny things is back in the day when people were trying to do the whole outing other people as furries the only way for someone else to have known about it was for them to have an account and have found this art, meaning that it always sprung the trap backwards. <laughs> so tell us yeah. about the Terms of Service. So uh, Dragonair is a name you're going to hear a lot. Dragonair is the person who uh, originally created and like helms for Affinity. Not a great person, doesn't have a history of being very good, but... He's garbage. Well, that's, I mean, just yeah, to put it, put it simply, uh, he's been the owner of the site for a long time. He recently sold it to a, I guess, like a, a Second Life VR chat, like, spinoff crappy version called uh, IMVU. And I remember IMVU. Mm-hmm. I was very that excited owns... about that when I was, like, 10. And then I found <laughs> that, out that it wasn't a video game. Nope. <laughs> it's worse than Second Life somehow. And it owes It is Earth worse Infinity. than Second Life. Somehow. That qualifier is extremely important when talking about it's just like Second how bad. Life. If there was nothing to do, which there already basically isn't in Second Life, there is literally negative to do in Second Life. And so here's the thing: is so he's been the owner for a very long time, and I don't think he would he's ever been adept at it. And one of the first big scandals, and the one that caused me to leave that service forever, was when one of the many security holes was exposed, and a whole bunch of people's private messages were leaked. And in those messages, it was shown that uh, the staff, especially Dragoneer, personally tried to gaslight a woman into not reporting a sexual harassment against a popular artist. There was another case where he helped delete evidence because a friend of his was going to be under investigation for zoophilia. And that's one of those things where, you know, yes, we're furries, but zoophilia is still considered, like, yeah, no, <laughs> we do not want that anywhere near us. And he yeah. helped him, and that was like, yep, I left the site forever after that. Sounds so, like a real piece of shit. Yeah, and yeah. that's been many years ago, and there's been many, many, many more hacks. And in recent ter- in recent times, with the rise of the alt-right and the uh, Nazi fetishists, there has now been a big conflict in what what are the site's terms of service. If you are permissive about... And pornography and other fetishes, why not? Nazi uniform fetish, et cetera, et cetera. They were trying to use kind of a weird um, foot in the doorway of allowing it. But luckily, I think enough people went around and said, like, hey, this kind of sucks and you should not be allowing it. And they made a big motion of saying, okay, we, so fine, we'll, we'll, we'll do what you SJWs want and we'll, we'll, we'll get rid of the fascists. And, but they so didn't actually I, do I so. Have- they didn't. I have in front of me the update. The update. You're talking about the. This is you're talking about the recent change, correct? Yes. And then they did it. Then they right. changed it again. So like, this. Yes, is, this, this is the, the, re- kind the of recent change. This that. is. I'm pulling this an article. I'm pulling this article from uh, May 15th from uh, 
this this the headline of this article really just tells you pretty much all about what this writer has going in because it says fur affinity bans right leaning furries ignores antifa <laughs> wow i what what's this person's opinion on the matter i wonder <laughs> So here's what Dan wait, Wolfgang wait, 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 has sorry, to say. Sorry, are people drawing like big muscular cat boys with giant dicks waving around anarchist flags and wearing a black mask? Do you want to know the answer to that question? I do. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it personally, but I know it exists. Good. So here's the updated rule. Here's the updated code of conduct. Uh, Section 2.7. Do not identify with or promote real hate or terrorist organizations and their ideologies. They they also say uh, a hate group is one that advocates and practices hatred, hostility, or violence towards members of a designated sector of society, e.g. Nazism, KKK, ISIS, or alt-right. And also banning symbols of hate associated with those groups like swastikas and confederate flags, not in our avatars, real-life photographs, and content intended to disrupt the community and do nothing else. And they are perma-banning anyone who goes against these ter- who goes against this code of conduct. Good. Are they actually yeah. enforcing it, or? I don't know how widespread they are, but some big names like uh, Roy Callback, who uh, on the sidebar, <laughs> by the way, the sidebar, this, <laughs> the sidebar uh. of this website does very much say an interview with Roy Callback of the Burned Furs and the Arizona Reform Party. Oh, good. Now, Not, Roy Callback. He's what special. What the, the other thing that? What the fuck is the other thing that Roy Callback did that like non-furries will know him for? He will be known for because he's mostly this is a brony thing, which I guess is separate. Yes. And he wrote he Fallout Equestria? Equestria, which is no. this thing that spans volumes. Like it it's is like one of the longest long. things ever written. If and I'm not mistaken, it's longer than Ulysses. Yes. Like the, yes, it is. Like, and Jesus he also Christ. claims that it has more literary merit than <laughs> anything that uh, the left has been able to provide. <laughs> this is a this is a My Little Pony fan fiction that got printed into books that were five. There were there are five volumes. Move each over, one dust capital. <laughs> Here comes a horse with a gun in its mouth. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> I used to. How do you exercise trigger discipline with hooves? It's not with hooves. It's uh, I've actually seen like someone drew up like a blueprint of how a pony gun would work. It's, I'm just imagining like, a you, single you, like, small finger coming out of one of the hooves. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect to be thinking about like they strain hard enough and like a little like like. Uh, Powerpuff Girl, like, hand just, like, starts squeezing out. <laughs> just flailing wildly and screaming. As it sounds like something out of jazz punk. Okay, now what is jazz punk? So, Let's explore oh, this jazz space. Jazz punk is a phenomenal indie game that came out uh, 2016, 2015, 2016. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's, it's really short, maybe two hours if you actually just main, probably less if you just mainline the game, but it's it's a game that is mostly about telling as many jokes as it possibly can, it's and just a like, lot of them it's are just really like nonstop funny. visual gags everywhere you look. Yeah, all right. Yeah. It's, it's very. It's good. really, it's really fucking funny. Uh, all the NPCs have like super low voices. Like, hello there, my name is Jamison. That was actually that was actually really. So accurate. it's so basically what you're saying. So you're saying it's the Dover Boys of games. 
Potentially, yes. I, I just I, I always remember this one visual gag where you make someone a chicken pot pie and they say, mm, just like my mother. And if you press like the interact prompt, like the E key or whatever, you'll splash it in his face and he says, he'll say like, I have third degree burns all over my face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, I think Crocobit uh, in the chat wants to uh, wants to correct the record about that. Apparently he wrote uh, New Pegas, I believe is how it's pronounced. <laughs> now, okay. I know that short yeah, for did, I know that like short for Pegasus. But Wait, I thought he also I thought that's a second one. That's that's the Fallout New Vegas thing. No, but apparently I think he, it's a did Fallout Equestria the, too. Apparently it's a spin-off cuz he says a, he says apparently yeah, K-Cat wrote the original. Or is huh. it just cat, K-Cat with two Ks? I don't know. Cat. But who wrote Fallout? Rat. I also want to point out here that apparently K Cat was rejected from writing Star Wars Extended Universe fiction because she wrote torture and piss porn with Ewoks. Oh, good. (laughs) Oh, so wait, wait, actually, so so this guy is even worse because he's the guy that looks at that and goes, "You know what? That's (laughs) what I need to be a part of." (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for this excellent bit of content, Crockett. Thank I do. I do really want to address the fact that the name is New Pegasus, which just it just looks like it's a contraction of peg and ass. Oh yeah, I was gonna say yeah. like more like New Peg Us. Am I that's right? Not, that's not a good title, unless um, that's what it's about. King of the Hill fan fiction. It's the worst. Hey, I mean, to be <laughs> fair to these people, right? To be fair. I did once completely watch a six a six hour long YouTube fan fiction about what if uh, the characters from My Little Pony met the the fucking Phoenix Wright from the uh, was it from that game whatever it's called my mind is broken Phoenix but, Wright yeah Ace Attorney um, I mean I I read My Little Dashy so this was all to show that your to show your family that furries were real right that you you spent this time <laughs> yeah. watching all that <laughs> my okay, and then, my you, then you registered an account you got a I. sona you went to a couple cons just to just to show everybody that see this is what furries are i just thought oh, that my man. family would believe me more if i had a tattoo extremely kurt eckenwald voice okay i'm an idiot what would kurt eckenwald's persona be <laughs> It'd be definitely well, be an it's octopus. It's gonna be an octopus. I mean, God. I mean, Jesus. We knew. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So the only other big name that I saw getting banned from. It, wait. Uh, he, would be, he would be a werewolf, and his name would be Kurt Lichenwald. Nice. <laughs> good. That's good. The only other big name that I saw getting banned from Fur Affinity for this was um. Not Zosh, who recently went under a big fucking debacle. But um, oh, what the fuck is their name? I completely well, I'm completely Sasha's the one that it. does the underage stuff and the yes, multiple the sexual assaults, busted... and then was put yeah. in charge of her affinity for a short time before he was oh, then God, taken I off. God, I forgot about that. So yeah, so there's there's yeah, it, it's a mess, and but it's the, a horrible the website. Got, the person who got the person who got busted alongside them for like DMing them about like the the kids stuff, like Blue Wolf or something like that. I don't remember exactly at the top of my dome, but they are one of the few people that I actually saw having action taken against them. Which, I mean, fu- good. Fucking good. Finally, Furfin, it is something correct. So, back back on the subject of the terms of service change, uh, would I be so correct I, 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 I want to correct myself before in case you're getting emails. Okay. It is a code of conduct change. I said terms of service a bunch, so that's on me, not you. Go on. Okay. Uh, if uh, On the subject of the code of conduct change, would I be correct in assuming that there was a giant meltdown of right-wing furries that's very funny. Oh, absolutely. Yay. They got oh, somebody yeah. I follow on Twitter banned from Twitter. Like, they weren't even a furry just because they, like, laughed at one of them. Oh, a spook person. Spook person on Twitter there. Oh, okay. 
you know, she got banned by Nazi furries because she laughed at them for having a meltdown. So that was good. <laughs> oh, that furries. is good. Yeah, it is. It was very good. How um, do I get myself so banned was... from Fur Affinity? <laughs> no, no, from, from Twitter, not from Fur Affinity. Oh, I also I want to get my. That I does get make sense now that Twitter. you say that. That makes way more sense. <laughs> I did. I did clarify that they were not a furry. Well, yeah, one of the things did, I really did. advertise for furries to do is to start weaponizing ourselves online. So when we own conservatives, we can just point at ourselves and go like, "You guys just got owned by a furry. What the fuck?" And we should use that to our advantage, just by owning people online all the time. Other host of the show, other host of Barking Points Memo, uh, Ace, a millennial dog, does that from time to time, I see. Yeah. Which is always extremely nice. And also, that le- that segues nicely into our next conversation topic, which is what led uh, representative fucking, hold on, piss ass furry Yeah, it was, pi- it was fucking piss ass is their name. <laughs> representative piss ass from Arizona? Um, rep- it was Arizona Chuck rep- Buttball. So, the... <laughs> Chuck Buttball. <laughs> Every fucking time. Um, Senator so Toomer, the, Toomer from Arizona. <laughs> sen, uh, Representative Kelly Townsend, uh, when someone responded to Twitter, and they're per, they're a popular person on Twitter, but I don't remember who they are off the top of my head. Maybe you know. But they responded on Twitter saying, you just got completely owned by a furry. And uh, State Representative Kelly Townsend wanted to know, what is furry? Was it, was it uh, Colin Space Twinks? No, it wasn't Colin Space Rings. It was someone with like a deer persona or something oh. as the avatar. I don't remember off the top of my head. TLDR? I, 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 what's that? <laughs> I said TLDR. That that teal deer, that shitty no. YouTube... Ch- Never mind, it's a right-wing YouTube channel that uses a deer as an icon. I was being a dickhead. Continue. God, yeah, oh. yeah. Every time I hear that name, I'm confused for 10 seconds because it's such a confusing name. <laughs> no, it's understandable. <laughs> So anyways, uh, Representative Kelly Townsend wanted to know, what is furry? And then someone explained it to her, and then she, like, in the tried-and-true fashion of all, like, shitty furries, she just Googled, well, I think she just Googled, like, what, lion furry, and just took a screen cap of one of them and said, this is my fursona. <laughs> and then she posted a picture of Shrek doing the, you know, I had to do it to him, and she said, is this for, is this for a suit? God. What? Wait. <laughs> Did you not see that part? No. What? <laughs> it, it was like watching a small child that you have tasked with like a basic errand, like to like hand you an orange and they come back with a fork. And, and you just go like, I don't, I, how, how do I fix, how, how do I tell this person how wrong they are and can they comprehend it? And that was the situation with this person who is also, of course, right wing. And that's kind of a nice prerequisite for being Stupid. as clueless as she is. Yes. <laughs> You're being much kinder and more <laughs> than I am. Bad at online. Yeah. It was very much a how how do you do fellow kids kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, she first of all is stealing another person's art, which is just like it's not even a furry specific thing. That's just like an asshole thing to do, like going to someone else's page Stealing their character and saying, this is me now. And it's not delightful like Gene from Bob's Burgers saying, this is me now. It's much more, (laughs) it is a lot more sad and a lot more pathetic. And so she, that was her first sin. So that was, that was one. I mean, two. It's Pepper Coyote, by the way, according to Fruit Selector. Uh, Pepper Coyote is the the person who owned her, but the person who uh, brought up that she was owned by a furry was Twitter user Andreas Wolf. Ah. 
And it's a satyr. I was confused. It's not a deer. It's a satyr. What is the so, difference? That's, that's on me. Same thing. But either way, this was like kind of a, a unique trolling opportunity for a lot of people. So you got people sending her porn, which is kind of a normal thing that, well, the, well, I don't say <laughs> yeah. normal. I guess it's no, a no, common it. thing that it's happens. Extremely <laughs> normal and a bad thing. thing to I should do. Say, I should say a, I should say a very bad thing. We should, I feel like I should clarify. Yes, I, I'm I'm do. I'm remarking upon its ubiquity, not. <laughs> <laughs> not, yes, yes. Not its morality. I, I, I figured I figured you were, but I just wanted to you know, clear the air. <laughs> so, it, so there was that, and you also had some idiot who decided to draw her a persona. And there's this one tendency that happens every single time some person with some kind of external status, like a celebrity, who gets like I don't know some someone el- like they accidentally elbow someone <laughs> on the street and that little amount of contact they go like you're one of us now and so people will just go out and try to draw these people their persona and yeah. it's just it's free labor it's free art to someone who doesn't deserve it and this yep. particular person being as anti-gay and just being far right wing it's just completely anathema to a community that is very predominantly um sexually uh Heterogeneous, I guess. Like, that's that's. I'm trying to think. Like, there's. It's. Uh, you know. It, it's not. Uh, it is. It's it pronounced is heterosexual. Very, yeah, it's not. It's not heteronormative. I guess. Yeah, very very far from it. So there's a whole bunch of things that was just going to end. Cis heteronormative. heteronormative. I suppose I should clarify. I suppose I should tack on there. Yeah. So it, it, we've also had other scenarios. So like, let's say there's a, a Netflix show called Agretzko uh, that came out, and a lot of yes. people really got attracted to this one character design and the American voice actor for him. Uh, unfortunately, discovered that online, <laughs> right. and Uh-oh. while he was cool about it, a lot of people. <laughs> were very much not in their in their uh, desperate sweaty outreach to him, and this is it's a kind of a, a long running theme. He did. I do want to clarify that the voice actor did very much tweet about finding Vor of his character. Hey, that he searched out again. This was a very Eichenwaldian moment. It was very funny. Yes. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Remember when Ed Helms found out about Oncest? <laughs> This just remember one cest? That one, please stop saying the word one cest. Do you remember one cest from Tumblr? Uh, uh, I remember Onceler. Sam, I can't do this. I'm not strong enough. When people liked one cest? Every, every time you say that, it's like you're sticking my brain into the shino ball from The Simpsons. Evan, do you remember one cest? It's just until it's like perfectly smooth and reflective. What? Even Matt, who says the worst the worst words on this podcast, is against it. <laughs> Do not no, nothing could make me happier than making Matt upset. <laughs> oh God. Um. So yeah, that's about that. Don't don't draw furry art for don't draw free furry art for people who don't deserve it, and think about taking commissions from people who are shitty people. Yeah, and start if drawing incest like, again. It's been a while. All right, you want to talk about Bucktown Tiger? You want to talk about Two the Ranting Griffin? Because what else is there to really say about Bucktown Tiger other than that he is doing very well at Jeopardy? And once again, the furry world is going to intersect with, I guess, the Normieverse, and we will see how that chemical reaction ends badly. Uh, he, he he won again tonight. Oh, yes. I'm not not Again, when I say end badly, I don't mean for him. What is he up to now? Last I saw, he was over 100000 fucking dollars. Uh, He is at $144,000. Jesus! 
Yeah, he's able to play in that uh, tournament they have, right? Like uh, the champions one. He, he's he's certainly going to be a lock for tournament of champions at this point. Yep. At four at four wins over a hundred thousand dollars, that's probably it. But five was five was almost definite. This is a lock. It's at six wins, one hundred forty four thousand dollars. He's guaranteed to be in it. So didn't you say that Alex Trebek like asked him about him wearing a fursuit? Yeah, he asked. So I think it was on his first night there. Alex Trebek was like, "So I heard you play the piano in a tiger costume." And <laughs> uh, to have to explain to Alex Trebek, what, like, I think I have nightmares about that on national house. television. Like, Alex, yeah, <laughs> Alex Trebek asked on the most watched game show in the world, or in the states at least, rather. The most watched game show in the States being asked by Alex Trebek to explain what your fursuit is. Well, that's the problem, though, is that you can only answer in the form of a question. (laughs) What isn't my fursuit? (laughs) Or the easy one, and it's a cop-out, why not? Like, imagine Anderson Cooper leaning across the desk to you on uh, on a news broadcast and just looking you right in the eyes and saying, So... What is fursuit? I just, I, I, this is always me thinking of that, uh, that, this is just making me think of that, uh, that old Gregzilla tweet that's like, Obama, how, how, what is furry? How do I get a fursuit? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> that's an old, that is an old tweet and a deep cut that I don't expect many listeners to get, but I'm going to make it anyways. Is that the one where it's like, so let's a- talk about To the Ranting Griffin. Oh, let's talk about To the Ranting Griffin. Peter to the Ranting Griffin. Griffin Okay, so To the Ranting Griffin is like, imagine someone took the zero... What's what's their name? To the Ranting... The number two. It's literally the number two. The digit, specifically. Um, Okay. And so, imagine taking... I guess I want to think about where he got his start and the first time I ever heard of him, which was like years ago, but he was kind of like initially this guy that would do the zero punctuation type of rant thing, but without any visuals or charm and he tried to parlay that into a stand-up career and because well we had a whole bunch of conventions and at the time there wasn't a lot of good recruitment of talent and they were kind of desperate for it he got a pretty easy ride as just being the free stand-up comedian because well how many of them were there he didn't have any competition it's kind of like why penny arcade became what it is now it didn't really have much competition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nobody not, nobody it, had ever thought to be like, what if video games were farts? Yep. They got in first. They pioneered that. And now they're he's really He's released uh, six DVDs, by the way, of his stand-up, the fifth of which was called Yif in Hell. I, just, I do just want to clear. I do just want to tell you about that. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, just yeah. completely hypothetical question. Where would I find these? The uh, dustbin of history on your dresser drawer. <laughs> like if I was to make break say, into his house, he he insulated his walls with these DVDs. <laughs> like if I was to make say a podcast where I just I watched these with somebody and commented on the where would I where would I find them uh, hypothetically for that? In your I'm sure he sells them on his crappy website. Okay, but I don't want to give him money. <laughs> let's go to rant, let's go to let's just check out www.ranting-griffin.com. And this website, his sidebar, his sidebar has an AIM link. Does he say, you know, it really grinds my gears. Yeah, I'm going to link link this in podcast chat. Oh, God, I don't want to click this. (laughs) Oh, he looks like Davis Arini. Yeah, he does very much look like Davis Arini. Is he also a Canadian monarchist? 
Holy shit. He did a live in Germany com he did a show live in Germany and the DVD cover has his fursona wearing a Nazi uniform. Oh, yep. I get it. Seems and that was funny, one of the reasons that from. he was uh first called out for, and of course his reaction was terrible. I just like how like oh, the most recent is. thing he has here is uh two thousand and twelve touring information. Mm-hmm. I'm just well, trying to imagine. That's the thing is once the other conventions, you know, once they started getting actual like talented people and other others were actually looking in at like what his material was, his work very quickly dried up and he has been kind of unable to accept that he never really had a real career and that the closest that he had was kind of like a Potemkin village version of a stand-up career. I'm yeah, just trying to imagine going to like uh a stand-up show and seeing just someone doing zero punctuation on a stage i mean there it's not been zero punctuation live shows before right like have there been i don't think so because until he said the n-word i was a big fan of zero punctuation and i'm no sure. i think he understands well he re- well it was basically again it's him just talking with it sped up that's all it really was. And he would just be ranting yeah. about, like, oh, these uh, people who have, like, these really weird personas, they're kind of dumb. And that was kind of it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. throw in some swears, have him wear sunglasses indoors all the time, and that's kind of who this guy is. He kind of he's, sa- ha- he's halfway to becoming a blues brother. Also, I do want to iterate that we are about to delve into some of the current events, and please keep in mind that this man is 46 years old at this point. Good. Yeah, I guess this kind of intersects well with the, the, the larger issue that has been plaguing the furry fandom, which has been an attempted infiltration from uh, far-right elements and white nationalists. And, of course, one of their tactics is to kind of... I think they really like reaching out to people who are going through wounded bird mode after they've been called out for being shitty because they can kind of uh, coo and offer them the... Uh, it's like, oh, well, this is be a safe space where we all support you because we love your work. And see, like, they're, they're just haters. And being that person to reach out to them, you know, it's really useful for recruitment. And it so is... he goes in to the, this, the, uh, the Furry Raiders, which are a, a self-described alt-right group that has also shut down cons by uh, becoming nuisance threats to them and causing insurance Great. issues. So it is weird because the the thing that you described is like a pretty common like right wing recruitment thing that happens yes. a lot, not just in this uh, exactly type of situation. And it is kind of funny to think about it in terms of they basically are just coming to people who are feeling threatened and offering them a safe space, which is, as we all know, the thing that they love more than anything is safe spaces. Yes. Uh, I just want to cut in here and say that if you want to hear a really good episode about rec- outright recruitment tactics, uh, go listen to Barking Points's, uh what, two episodes ago now, was it, when you sat down with someone who had been recruited by the alt-right previously and yes. got out? Uh, it was it's, with it's Andreas a, It's Wolf. a heavy episode. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a heavy episode, but it's a really fucking good one. Yeah, it was our uh, it was our uh, special interview episode, so that was definitely yeah. a good one. But again, so these tactics are not unique to Furry. And that's one of the the signs that a lot of this really is kind of an outside influence trying to weasel its way in, is because they are borrowing universal tactics. Uh, that is, by the way, the exact same person that I referenced earlier when I said the person who called out, uh, who said that uh, Kelly Townsend got owned, or whatever the fuck her name is, Kelly What's-Her-Face, got owned by a furry. Ripa. So Did he do like a yeah, really Kelly long Ripa. thread about Nazi recruitment tactics like a couple, like six months ago maybe? 
Sorry, this is a yes, very specific I question. I think they've written threads about that, and I think uh, Dio, who is another figure in the fandom, has also written a guide about that type of thing, uh, and has. Oh, had, I've like, totally read both of those. Then, okay, probably. Sorry, never mind. <laughs> uh, Dio has been a, a big victim of the of the uh, the far right trying to specifically target and uh, call in threats and do various things. So, I have a question. Yes. And this might this might be un, unanswerable and a bad question, mm. but I'm just curious: Is there like a prevailing uh, politics in the furry fandom, or is it mm. like a pretty wide uh, range? It's difficult to I say th- because just like any fandom, you're going to have revanchist and reactionary elements within it. Uh-huh. Some more coded than others. I will say that I think because of the specific sexuality and gender politic within the fandom, you're not going to find a lot of conservatism, maybe not to the same, I think, ratio that you might find in a normal population, but I think there is a, a, a wide spectrum. It just, I'd say it's slightly tilts more left, um, generally. But uh, among, even among those who, slot, who, who align more left, there is still a lot of stuff you have to watch out for because... The furry community has a very bad problem when it comes to depictions of underaged uh, content, uh, depictions of sexual assault, depictions of zoophilia, and it doesn't really know. It doesn't really know how to. It knows how to properly handle those if they really want to do, but they don't. A lot of them don't want to. Mm-hmm. Well, the Which issue is is, is to... that the furry fandom, a lot like the gaming fandom and various other. Um, groups of people is that I think they definitely suffer from the geek social fallacies. And one right. of those is that, well, we have to accept everybody because that's the whole idea of being in this club. Yeah. And it's like, no, yep. you have to establish first principles. That's the basic idea behind a social contract. And so people are often, you know, when you set those lines, people will either try to pretend that they're written in sand in order to benefit themselves, or they'll try to say that you're being divisive. For, for drawing that moral distinction. And a lot of people fall for that. And Speaking of that... Yeah. To the Renting Griffin put out a video today where he said pretty much that's how it happens. That he, he, he quote-unquote, infiltrated the, the SJWs and the left. After to, they reached out to him. Yes, after they reached out to him, screen caps from Telegram got posted because... Okay, this is a question you might be able to answer because I don't fucking know. Why is Telegram like the furry messaging app? Like, why is that? It was extremely convenient and very easy to uh, add sticker packs to. And internationally, it was really useful for people who wanted to essentially text abroad without having to deal with the, uh, the constant ad annoyances of Japan's line service. Or, uh, well, Skype was falling apart at the time. No one wanted to use AIM. So there weren't, you know, Discord wasn't around at the time. And it, having it be a mobile app was really useful for conventions. So Telegram oh, yeah, naturally fell in. The thing that people hate about it, though, that are furries is that you have to provide a actual phone number, meaning that mm-hmm. in your human life, if those people join Telegram, they will often show up in your contact list and vice versa, meaning that you can get outed. So that yep. is the one downside to Telegram, despite the popularity on the, the furry user base. Yep. Of course, this is my perspective uh, of it, so. Yeah, that's, that's, okay, thank you for answering that. But, um, so to the Ranting Griffin, there were screen caps shown of him saying he's going to, like, infiltrate the left, 
and the SJWs. And today he put out a video that was basically saying the SJWs are bad because this is a fan. This is a community that accepts everyone, and they are trying to make it so that people don't accept everyone. Which is, I always find that really weird when that comes up in the furry community because, like, the alt right very much does not want to accept everyone either. Well, there was that well, one furry that tried to join true. the Stormfront people, and then Stormfront people told him to fuck off because he's a social deviant. None of these people have really evaluated the logical conclusion of their ideology. To some extent, I think that uh, the right wing and the alt-right are open to certain people that they are discriminating against constantly joining their side because then it's like sort of legitimizing them i think is probably how they see it like uh hashtag not your shield but actually yes your shield you mean like uh so this the the nixonian search for status yeah they're like no we we're not racist look candace owens is also racist yeah it's like that uh what was his name there's that libertarian the the black libertarian guy who used to be kind of big on the whole ranting community youtube thing and all the alt-right guys loved him while also saying the n-word just all the time Black Pigeon? No, no. Black Pigeon's white. Uh, he's like, he's like, just something like TJ the Libertarian or something like that. <laughs> I, I mean, that's a pretty cut and dry name. Um, but yeah. Anyways, to the Ranting Griffin is a piece of shit. And I really don't have much else to say on the topic, Axel. Well, I guess what I would say is that he's an example of what happens when you have a closed uh, community. That uh, he 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 survives when. There is no like fresh water coming into the pond that he is the big fish in. But once that starts happening and people start realizing that there's other options and people go away, that's when the tantrums happen. I mean, he, it's it's a kind of a, a nice metaphor for the general politic of what's going on right now in this almost age of Aquarius-like fashion where people are discovering that the emperors all have no clothes all at once. All the institutions that we kind of thought were better have turned out to be full of like idiots all the experts, all the, you know, like, all these people who are in the uh, the Trump White House, like, they all attended, like, the top universities, and all, they attained all of the types of things in life that we associated with being a successful, well-rounded, and respectable person. And so you also have the and same thing. And they are. And, yes, and they are, and they always will be, uh, forever and ever Remember and Steve ever. Steve Bannon was in the White House? That was the yeah. thing. I mean, I, I take a very Legend of the Galactic Heroes kind of look view that all empires and nations are are, uh, are not permanent and they eventually will fall. Um, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. We're going to move into questions now unless you've got anything else uh, on the broad topic that you want to cover. Um, I don't have anything specific. So, I mean, I, I it's mostly I'm just here for you guys to pepper me with questions, I guess. Can I toss? Cool. Can I toss in a quick question? Be uh, before sure. we get to the audience oh, questions. Of I, yes, all please. right. I, you had uh, talked a little bit about like identity and stuff, like in relation to the furry stuff earlier, and that's uh, a lot of what I do at school right now. Like universities, a lot of the stuff has to do with identity and philosophy and that kind of thing. So mm. I just want to ask, I guess, like a lot of what we, you talk about, you know, some of the parts of your identity are kind of outside of your control. Uh, a lot of what they talk about is sort of the idea of like the uh, like the other and sort of other people projecting your identity onto you. And I want to know like how much you think of furry is that like other you sort of end up building your identity based on other people's reaction to the whole idea to start with. There is always going to be that. 
Um, I think the state of being human is often confirming your own sense of self at all times. I think because we can't often trust our own mind, I think our, our knowledge of the idea of madness and the idea that our sense of reality is not always going to be uh, perfect. I mean, we are all broken vessels, even on a mechanical level. You know, our eyesight might not be as good as others, or our color vision, or our hearing, or our sense of et cetera, et cetera. So I think with that that idea in mind, a lot of us are, are kind of anxious uh, a lot of the time and often searching for other people to confirm our own sense of self. And it's kind of like a weird reverse gaslighting is that we're looking for the other person to get to help light the way for us. Um, and so we, of course, I think naturally react to people out on the outside giving us praise. I mean, I think, you know, it might not be to the same as a uh, someone who suffers from a narcissistic personality disorder, someone who needs the supply. Uh, I think we all kind of need a, maybe a lesser version of that or maybe a more wholesome version of that where the other side's emotional um, uh, needs are also accounted for. But I, I think that's kind of something that's it's pretty universal, I think, in any community. And that mm -hmm. self-feedback loop, that, that kind of closed bubble environment, uh, that kind of area of epistemic closure that people find themselves in in various communities, whether it's games or comics or Magic the Gathering or, or whatever, um, there's that self-feedback loop where all there's a confirmation bias as people start self-selecting themselves out of that group or as they, uh, various other groups are kind of purged from them. So I don't know if that's a furry specific thing. No, that's understandable. I was just wondering, like, cause furry is one of the more nowadays, at least more visible, like subcultures. And I was wondering if like, you think well, there's because a that's... confidence that's gained. Hmm. Uh, that I think, I think a lot of people have realized that, I mean, the furry economy is its own entire thing. And a lot of artists who aren't even furries have benefited from the fact that as cultural consumers, furries are very unique in that a lot of us develop our own characters and we're very fine with parting with money to have other people draw art for us. That's like, it's a, it's, it's kind of like how it took a long time for people to get used to the idea of buying music digitally. And until the iTunes store came out, people still wanted to buy CDs and they laughed at the idea of only ever buying an MP3. And then once enough people got used to it, now it's normal. Well, for furries... Now they just laugh at the artist... idea of using iTunes. Hey! Yeah. Oh, so, well, as an example. But, uh, the you know, now it's streaming. But the idea is that furries are kind of like an evolution of the art patronage system that made all the great paintings that we see in museums. Those weren't things often undertaken just by the artist. Those were often commissioned works. Yeah, the I think I saw a tweet about that the other day, the same actually. Way. Yeah. So yeah. it, it has a lot of uh, unique aspects going for it and that I think we um, uniquely appreciate the value of certain things and we have, you know, uh, the convention culture and the, the parties and the DJ and all the other, you know, crazy stuff that we have going now. We feel secure in being able to express ourselves because the social consequences, well, I don't care. I, you know, if I really wanted to, I could probably have my entire artistic career be Justin Furry. I won't have to rely on some studio possibly deigning to give me an interview for a job as all the jobs in the art world are getting increasingly compressed. It's like all these people complaining about the Cartoon Network cartoons and it's like, well, why aren't the storyboarders animating it better? It's like because a storyboard artist is not an animator. But they're now now that those jobs that were like the layout artist or the key animator have all been taken out 
and just outsourced or just eliminated entirely. So now they're using the storyboards as keys. It's become an increasingly compressed industry. There's fewer and fewer positions and plenty of people who need to work somewhere. And so I think furries have found a place that like we can kind of sustain ourselves without that kind of larger world to some extent. So what you're, so what you're saying is that furry is inherently anti-capitalist. Uh, I would like it to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally yeah, joking, you, but like it, it does seem like it's sort of a reaction to capitalism. Right, you're, but you're joking. Furry is inherently pro-capitalist. Yeah. So. <laughs> you um you mentioned you mentioned the uh the whole commission thing, and I, I it kind of made me thinking about like I I was thinking to myself how much I spent on commissions last year because last year was the first time that I actually had like sustainable income and enough money like to pocket that I could actually start commissioning people like with decent regularity. I probably spent like five, six hundred bucks on commissions last year, which is... Well, it's not even just commissions. I mean, there's people who make all sorts of other products now. Like you have right, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. badges, you have keychains. A lot of them can even do sculptures. I mean, and some of them actually work professionally doing sculptures for various animation studios. I mean, so we, we have of course, people got... with talent and product, uh, production ability all in yeah, that Yeah, and fandom. of course, if you've got, if you've got about $4,000 to drop a fursuit, too. Yeah. But I mean, you're you're getting an Someday. artisan work from someone. I mean, it would be just like you know, what do you think that the the basketball teams do? I mean, they have to order that from somewhere, custom made. It's probably expensive as shit. Are are basketball mascots for all furries? That's right. Costumes are fighting the fight. It's furry when a furry wears This is it. my Irish sona. This is my Irish sona. It fights. <laughs> I did one time. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I did one time have a, a co-worker who uh, our store was having like a grand reopening and uh, he was a furry and he did like immediately volunteer to be the one who like goes outside wearing like uh, I don't I don't want to give away what uh, what company this was, but he did volunteer to be the one who goes outside wearing a caribou costume and waving at people. Fuck yeah. Extremely <laughs> good to me. All right, let's get into some questions. Unless, unless uh, Sam or Evan, you guys have any more questions for Al, uh, for Axel before we get to the audience questions. No, no, I'm, I'm ready good. to move on to audience questions. All right, this question from Discord user shot with a P tape. Question: <laughs> How can I know if I'm a furry or not? You define it yourself, honestly. I know people who identify very heavily with certain animals that don't consider themselves furries. I know people that like do, but don't really have a persona. It, it's kind of a question you got to answer yourself. Sorry, it's if you entirely that a you self, or someone uh, you know might be a furry. Call this number. It's sixty nine, sixty nine, sixty nine, sixty nine. Thank you. I knew you'd do that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's four twenty, sixty nine, sixty nine. That was what I actually expected you to do, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, hey, they're a big the fan of the skunk. Six two hmm. one. Here's my question for the show. Sixty nine, sixty nine. From uh, Star Asterism, here's my question for the show. When did y'all figure out you were all furries? I mean, I was looking at furry art for a while, but I didn't think that actually can, like counted me as a furry. And then like after I came out as a girl, I was like, oh, my!" I, the reason I didn't want to make a fursona is because my idealized form is not a dude. That makes sense. And then I made two fursonas very quickly, one after the other. <laughs> I was in denial for a very long time because I was just the idea of... Um, there was definitely a fear uh, for a long time of uh, ostracization, which I think mm-hmm. is is much more harshly felt, I think, when you're younger 
And I think there was also just a whole bunch of other, of course, you know, issues and various other things. Uh, what is a man but a miserable pile of secrets and lies and <laughs> and things that no one must ever show to anybody. So uh, it, it took me a while to really kind of be okay with it enough to even, you know, start having an account and draw and show other th- people things. Um, but it, it definitely became a, an interesting space for me. And I am definitely glad I, I became a part of it because... The people I have met and have had interests uh, far beyond just the anthropomorphic things, and it's 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 been a good place to find plenty of decent people. So it's been pretty valuable for me that way. Hell yeah, Sam! Uh, when I'll did you say, realize you were a furry? Well, now here's the thing: I'm not a furry, but in retrospect, I think it's weird that I didn't become a furry because, like, all <laughs> the web comics and web media that I consumed as a child were like. Looking back on them, like, I mean, you know Elguna Shive. Well, a lot I think of them were probably written the by furries, I bet. Yeah. I bet if you looked up the artists now, a lot of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dan, like, Shive, I, I, I Dan just... Shive is almost certainly a furry, but he never talks about it if he is. Also, like, Sam, you've rattled off this list to me before, and I, I, I do find it kind of phenomenal that you are... You are not like, a furry. Not a furry and also not trans. Yeah, it's weird. But yeah, It's like, never Elguna too late Shive, to start. I mean, come on. Get, get a pencil out and a piece of paper, and you're in. I mean, come on. I think I think I'm comfortable where I'm at for now, but we'll see. Uh, I think, think Sam's star. What, fuck, what was the other one? Oh, VG Cats, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! There Scott was Ramsey there was another comic that once I and his twice a year update. There was another comic that I remember reading that was like hosted on DeviantArt. I think it was just called like LOL Comics or something stupid like that, and. In, in retrospect, it was just, like, a stick figure comic, except, like, the author avatar just had ears and a tail, and I never thought about it, because, like, every comic that I read was like oh, that Oh, I think you're talking about uh, PR Guitar Man's stuff. Yeah, uh, he's a furry I, that I think did that might, the I think that might Neon be Cat thing. Holy fuck, I haven't thought about that guy in a while. Nope, that's not it. Oh, okay, I thought you were talking about that, because oh, he also did Law Comics, oh, wait. too. Wait. But they were stick figures. No, this isn't it. It mu- it must have been something else. Okay, well, yeah, I have the seen Neon Cat guy was a furry. It wasn't LOL so, Comics, my bad. Now you know. I thought that Sam was sense. about to have like a moment of self-discovery there. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, it was a moment a of realizing I had messed up the name of the comic I used to read. <laughs> uh, Anonymous said to HK, hey, Kip, is it valid to be into furry stuff almost exclusively as a horny sort of thing? I mean, valid, yes. Common, probably not. I know you didn't ask Common, but I don't think it is. Everything's valid. I could be wrong. That's not true, Sam, and you know it. I'm valid. More like no, Sigmund not. Freud, everything <laughs> is phallic. Okay, sorry. Just like zone. Assassin's Creed, everything is valid, everything is permitted. I mean, people give furries a lot of shit for having, like, horny stuff, but I, I really think that it's not earned, the, the, the scorn that furries get specifically for it, because if you've ever been to the Museum of Sex when, in New York City where they have had exhibits about the mainstream comic artists and their side work. I mean, hell, uh, what's his name? It's not, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Osama Tezuka? Tezuka, thank you. Oh, God, I was, I was trying not to say Miyazaki because it's Tezuka. Tezuka, uh, I mean, they found his, uh, his interesting his furry art. Porn. His furry porn. I mean, it, he, 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 I, yeah. <laughs> Do you think when do you think when Miyazaki dies, we're just gonna find a drawer and we'll just like we'll finally see what No Face's dick looks like? (laughs) (laughs) 
Inquiring minds want and need to know. Uh, uh, this question from Akumeoi, who says, Is Redwall furry? Is it a furry? Is it furry to be a fan of Redwall? What? Redwall is furry. It is not It is not inherently furry to be a fan of Redwall. Yeah, I what fucking Redwall? Redwall, and I'm not a furry. What is Redwall? You don't know what Redwall is? It's, no. Oh, Jesus Christ, what the it's fuck? It's mouse fantasy books, I guess? I don't know, I didn't read yeah, it. Yeah, like, the easiest way to describe it is, like, imagine if, ga- like, like, this is just what comes to mind immediately. It's not a- entirely accurate, because I don't remember the books too well, but it's, imagine if Game of Thrones, but everyone was a mouse. What it's, the fuck are books? It's insanely good, by the way, just gonna put that out there. The books are weird and confusing, or at least I remember them being, but the animated TV show is incredible. Oh, okay. I now I haven't seen this, but I did just Google, uh, do, uh, do a Google image search. So it's like, it's like Stuart Little with a sword, basically. All I remember is I am that is, and that's it. Okay, that just sounded like nothing to me. But I, I but like the general I rule when it comes to uh, that. you know the whole I like this thing. Am I afraid? It's like it's it's entirely a self the self. It's a self description. You, you just either choose to identify or not. It, you could. It's. It, it, it's not hard. <laughs> Akumioi says in the chat, "Damn it! I was hoping I could own my friend with this." <laughs> so that might have been. A, that might. We might have just been epically trolled. Um, Crocobit wants to wants to know. Uh, or I, I guess just brought this up, and I kind of want to mention it. Uh, Sonic Fox is bodying people in his fursuit, which is extremely good. Yes, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, oh, is that the, the melee player? Well, I mean, no, you're uh, thinking... not, you're, we're talking about, like, he's a professional, uh, what is it, My, I guess The dude call... is, the dude is 20 years old, he is one of the best fighting game players in the world, he has amassed multiple millions of dollars in prize pools, in, in just, like, pot, in just, like, purses, and also he is the only person to ever go, uh, 13-0 and 0 in a first to 10. Jesus. Now, Which okay, is a phenomenal- I, th- I think this is who I thought it was. I just, for some reason, thought that they were a melee player. And he has played in suit and beaten people. Yes, he has. And beaten the shit. He's won tournaments. He's won Dragon Ball Fighters tournaments. I do recommend you look up the story of the Sonic Fox versus Perfect Legend 13-0, because that match was supposed to go to 10, and then Perfect Legend got on mic and set and started talking shit, and Sonic Fox was like, I'll fucking fight you again, and then he 13-0'd him in a first to 10. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, like I said, you 10. just got owned by a furry, and we need to weaponize it. Maybe this will be the thing to take down the Trump White House. <laughs> Hold on, I'm getting a text. Trump resigned. Oh, Trump, Trump resigned. <laughs> we did to, it. To, <clears throat> Trump resigned to be superseded by by Senator Chug Buttball. That's weird. Is Trump in the Discord right now, listening to this? <laughs> okay, which which one of our which one of uh, which one of our uh, Conrads were most likely which, to be which Trump? Which one of our Patreon subscribers is Donald J. Trump? <laughs> no, I'm oh, serious. Uh, also, I'm, I'm asking this question. I, I want to hear. What your was your thoughts. question? Sorry. Uh, which uh, which of our Conrads is uh, actually uh, Donald Trump? It's oh, a don't make me answer this. I don't want to say this. It'll it's it's Matt. <laughs> yeah, Matt's <laughs> not a Conrad. He's a host. I don't don't make but me he say is about any more fans. This is this is this would be a horribly mean thing to say, so I'm not going to say it. Um, also, uh, Crocobit Rowan wanted us to mention that uh, Sonic Fox is also openly gay, which is phenomenal. There, there's there's the the, the fighting game community is sort of pretty accepting of that stuff, and Sonic Fox certainly isn't the first. Uh, Ricky Ortiz certainly she uh, was one of the first that I heard of at least. I mean, she's trans, not I don't know what her sexuality is, but I do know that she came out 
as trans after like 10 years in the fighting community as presenting presenting masculine and then she was like hey i'm a girl and everyone was like well a lot of lots of people were like on a professional level most people were like cool and then a lot, some people were not cool because it's gamers and do you hear my fucking yeah. upstairs neighbors did that get picked up yeah i got yes. picked up good god that's what i live with all the time all right. Well, see, so, what I live with is the green parrots that come up from the Gulf of Mexico that now live here, and they screech. Oh, God. All right, um, so that's going to about do it for... Are we going to do Lightbringers on this? I, was, I got I'm one. Not, I haven't prepared a Lightbringer, but if anyone else has one, go for What's it. What's that, Axel? I got one. Oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'm going to... I'm, I'm, I've, I've actually got a. I've actually got like a, a mini Lightbringer that has completely empty, vacated my brain, so I'm going to take a couple seconds to try to remember what the fuck I was going to recommend. Axel, you go ahead. All right. Well, in that time, I could have done it. So, uh, something I've been really into and I'm playing, I don't unfortunately know if it's going to get a U.S. release. It is uh, Caligula Overdose, and it is the uh, complete up-down remake of a Vita game called Caligula and released in the U.S. called The Caligula Effect. It currently has an anime. And the reason I find it really interesting is not only is it written by the guy that wrote the first two Persona games, uh, which are the ones that I, I enjoyed the story of more, <laughs> um, but also that it... it has a, a couple concepts in it that I found were really uh, fascinating. And one of them is that it's kind of like an interesting answer to Ready Player One. And so the premise of the game is essentially, you know that episode of Venture Brothers where he built that like pleasure chamber that gives you whatever you wanted? Imagine if yes. everybody was locked inside of that and forgot that they were inside of it. And whatever was in charge of giving people what they want was an algorithm. That's a thought experiment or something, isn't it? And some of the people who are inside that have figured out that they're inside this fake simulation and might have to kill the uh, the leader in order to escape from it. So that's that actually the, so is kind of interesting because that sounds pretty close to reality where just everything is so good it makes you wonder if it's even real. Yes, and it plays off the anime plays off of that entirely. It gets the char- the the first episode and the anime is entirely different than the game too. They adapted it, but they decided to change the entire story and main character. So they're doing interesting stuff with it. The other thing that I thought was cool is that it uses Vocaloid uh, as a premise inside of it. So the AI is actually a Vocaloid software thing. That's what is the thing that's given, and it's a, an idol figure that is uh, giving all these people in the simulation what they want. And it also is a repeating timeline of high school, because this is a Japanese game. So the idea is that Japan often thinks of high school as the best time in someone's life. And in this simulation is everybody lives that life on loop eternally. Meaning like, you, you, you know, once you graduate, you come back as a freshman and no one remembers. And that that's one of the- fucking horrible. <laughs> It is. It is fucking horrible, and that's the reason these people want to escape, is they realize that this is all fake. A lot of the time, it's because the AI fucked up in trying to give them what they wanted. So, like, one of them has a mother with an eating disorder, and so, the you know, she feels sad about it, and so the AI goes, I'll just give you a new mom. Problem solved. It just does oh, that to them. Yeah, it just does that to them, out of the blue. Like, and so they realize that it's, you know, the, that the world is fake and that this whole thing is constructed and they're not allowed out. <laughs> and there's a bunch of people who want to stay that want to keep them there because they like being inside. All the people inside the simulation chose to be there. They just don't remember making the choice. So they're huh. all really fucked up people. So it's an um, interesting, it's, inter- it's interesting. So it's, it, that's my, that's been my light bringer. So I've been playing through 
the uh, the remade version that just came out in Japan. Um, I don't know if it'll get an English release, so unfortunately, I. And I what can't was it called again? One more um, Caligula. The anime is called Caligula. Caligula. It's on um, Crunchyroll. The PS4 game, which is the remake or the the kind of the better version of it, is Caligula Overdose, which is a route where you can join the people that want to uh, stay inside the simulation. So you can choose to betray your friends. Oh, this is a, this is a current anime. It's coming. It's releasing mm-hmm. this season. Shit. Yes. Uh, so the anime adaptation is different. Uh, by quite a bit. The structure is completely redone. Main character has is a specific personality and um, doesn't include any of the, the the plot from the remake of the game. So it's it's, huh. it's like it's a standalone almost thing. Um, they hired real Vocaloid good, artists. You know? um, the art, the it's still going. Um, I think the direction is really good. I don't know if the animation is that great, but that's a problem with the current production um, volume in Japan at the moment. <laughs> There's I mean, I'll take a story. I'll take a, I'll take a story in a direction over over uh, an animation any day. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of interesting ideas in it, um, and and I, I yeah. give that a lot of uh, weight when I'm watching something. So uh, that's been my light bringer. Um, unfortunately, again, overdose is all in Japanese, uh, so I can't help anyone else who wants to play it. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, I can't remember what my other recommendation this week was, so I'm just going to recommend you go seek out and watch the uh, the video of Sonic Fox bodying Perfect Legend because it is it is a mass it is just a, a decimation of a human being. Like Perfect Legend somehow like walked off that stage despite being dismantled piece by piece over forty ish minutes. It's it's good. But there's, there's, a, there's a point in the video when after the first after the ten o is done, when um when Perfect Legend gets up on stage and he like starts talking shit despite getting ten o just then, and then uh, some guy who obviously had been like his voice is like gone from like announcing like round pairings all weekend. He like come he like comes up on stage and grabs the mic. He's like we got a first, and he's like he cannot talk, but he is still putting his entire. Voice, voice into air. It's just, it's a fucking great video. Please seek it out. Uh, Sam, Evan, do you guys have anything? Nope. Uh, nothing worthwhile. Cool. All right. Uh, so thank you as always to our patrons. If you would like to support the show, patreon.com slash HKIPGTD. $1 a month gets you all the bonus content that we do. Uh, like Lightbringers uh, and uh, like bonus audio and stuff. This is getting released into the main feed, so this isn't part of that, but you know. Uh, $5 a month uh, gets you a special role in the Discord and a shout out, and $10 a month you get all that stuff and you get to listen live like we have like five or six people doing right now. And so here are those shout outs. Thank you very much to Roanberg, Star Asterism, Lost in Foundation, Paige Messer, Alex Schaup, Nick Jagged, David Besser, Helga K, Delaney Fritz, 1-800-RU-SLAPPIN', M. Chambers, <laughs> Kadejo Jones, Harry Tomlinson, Dijonese, Jordan Hagen, Charlotte Warmington, Pregnant Seinfeld, Benjamin Kingstone Faria, Scout Shiro, Petaz, Evan Lowe, Brett Houts, Stephanie Ruff, Ollie Anders, and Ellen Nordhog. Thank you very much. Can I just for your say, support. really quick... I was listening to that entire time. I thought that Pregnant Seinfeld came way earlier in the list than they did. And I was terrified that we lost Pregnant Seinfeld. 
I'm just sad that uh, Brendan Seinfeld was the highlight of my week. I'm just sad that weed that uh, you smoke love to hear weed, uh, smoke weed is uh, changed to their name. That makes me very sad. Yeah, I, I miss smoke weed. このこの番組はこのスポンサーの提供でお送りします。プレグナントサインのフェルド。ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと、ちょっと
And also, sometimes I do streams of Undertale because I'm extremely behind the times at DP Albuquerque as well on uh, Twitch. You need to get back to streaming that because I need you to finish it so that we can do a Lightbringer of it. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll be doing it soon. It's just I've been trying to find a job for fucking weeks. Anyway, whatever, not important. Understandable. <laughs> All right, uh, and as always, thank you for listening to Henry Kissinger. Is Pokemon going to die? Not a threat. Just a fact. And actually, you know what we say to get out of here, don't you? Uh, Bye. <laughs> uh, it involves um, involves something. That's so, right. Something, something that right, begins. Bye. Something that has a vowel in it. Goodbye. Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. You will die someday. Pokemon. Pokemon. (laughs) Pokemon, you're going to die. Kono Bangumi wa Goran no sponsor no tekyo de Okurishimas. Pregnant Sainu Ferodo.